Hey coach, Cam here from Training Talk. Welcome to this week's episode of Endurance Coaching Business. So I normally talk about things like marketing, productivity, sales, all specific to running triathlon and endurance coaching businesses. So today I'm going to talk about something that is definitely related, but a little bit off that topic, and it's uh, motivation and procrastination. So how to boost motivation, how to avoid procrastination. So these, of course, these things are important because when you're running a business, just like for me, and I'm sure it's the same for you, that it's quite easy to stay motivated and avoid procrastination and the things in your business that you love doing. So for me, that's um, writing code, um, being a software developer, um, some marketing stuff, um, but there's a lot of marketing stuff or sales stuff. Um, accounting, all of these things that you need to do in your business that it's really hard to um, boost motivation for and it's really easy to procrastinate. So I was listening to a podcast the other day by Andrew Huberman. So it's the Huberman Lab podcast. So Andrew's a, a neuroscientist. So he's a professor of neurobiology and psychiatry and behavioral sciences at Stanford University. Um, and his podcast is really interesting. He talks a lot about uh, health and fitness and motivation and these sorts of things around the science of it. So it really struck a chord with me because I've always found like the idea of motivation and procrastination like a bit of a mystery. I just sort of thought, oh, you either have it or you you know, you either have the ability to not procrastinate and be motivated. You know, we all know those people who seem to be endlessly motivated um, about everything that they do in their life. And they never procrastinate. They've got a bias for action and they're always um, motivated. Um, so Andrew does touch on the fact that some people are just more motivated and less likely to procrastinate. But there are some things... That you can do if you're not one of those people and i'm definitely not one of those people i do struggle um, particularly the things i don't enjoy doing in my business um so i have always wondered like you know why are these people so motivated all of the time and maybe and i'm and, and i'm not so this podcast helped me understand that so uh his podcast the episode is called um leverage our own biology to overcome procrastination and optimize effort so according to Andrew in the episode, so I'll link it in. So you definitely should go and listen to it if you find this interesting. I'm just touching on it here. And to be honest, some of the science stuff at the beginning, I, I did find a little bit uh, boring. Um, but by the time I got to the end of it, it was worth it because it helped me understand everything else um, much better. So according to Andrew, the key to breaking free from like the obstacles of maintaining motivation and avoiding procrastination um, can lie in managing your dopamine levels. So dopamine is a neurotransmitter and it's responsible for motivation, pleasure and reward. So all of these things help us take action, which is the really important part. So we'll try and explore some strategies that I learned from the episode from Andrew um, to help us harness our dopamine fluctuations so we can overcome procrastination and stay motivated, even for those things that we don't like doing. So 
a little bit about the science. I'm not going to go into it. Like I said, you should go and listen to the episode uh, if you're really interested in the science behind it. Um, so uh, the big part of this, a big part of this podcast is really practical. So that's what I'm going to focus on. So the short version of the science uh, is that um, dopamine is the neurotransmitter. Did I say? Is that what it is? Let's just say yes, it is. Um, is responsible for that feeling you get. You know the feeling you get when you are anticipating doing something that you enjoy doing, and you get like a boost of energy. Well, it feels like energy, but that's actually dopamine. Um, the effect of dopamine in your in your brain. So, the goal of that dopamine is when you're thinking about things that you want to do is to prompt you to take action. So then you can go and go and do that thing and be prepared for that thing and it puts your body in a state where you can really be successful at doing that thing. Um, and then when you do do that thing uh, and it's fun and you enjoy it and it's rewarding, you get another boost of dopamine. So your dopamine peaks. And then, so dopamine works in uh, waves. So if you think of it, the example Andrew uses is, is waves in a wave pool. So you have a baseline, uh, your baseline level of dopamine, and then you have peaks, the peak in the wave, and then you have troughs and the troughs in the wave. So obviously the baseline is somewhere in the middle, and that's where you spend most of your time um, when you're awake, when you're living. Uh, and then those times where you feel super made, super motivated or super rewarded from something that you've done, you're likely um, at one of your peaks. And then often after a peak, you can feel low. So you can, often you can do something amazing. For example, you've finished an Ironman triathlon race and then often you feel, you feel great and you feel rewarded, you feel um, satisfied and then often for a few days after that, you can start to feel really low. So that's when you can go into a trough. So troughs typically happen after a peak. So to me, that explains a lot um, because I feel like my motivation goes in waves as well. So sometimes I'm motivated, um, I do some work, I feel satisfied, I get more motivated, and then eventually I feel less motivated and then I feel unmotivated. So other things to note that are important is that some activities um, produce uh, steep and tall dopamine uh, peaks, um, and those activities can result in a resistance to dopamine. So we'll talk about some of those activities in a bit um, that you should try and avoid, that, they're, that it's really tempting to engage in those activities to get a quick hit of dopamine, but over time that's not going to help manage your dopamine um, levels. So those are typically the cheap and easy tactics, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, but it's the difficult activities, so physical exercise, solving difficult problems, learning new skills, that will result in a less steep um, dopamine peak, uh, but much more effective uh, long-term at maintaining your uh, dopamine levels. 
So before I jump into those two different things, I want to talk about another concept that they that Andrew mentioned. I found this really interesting and, and I experienced this quite a lot. So sometimes I jump in, in my van to go surfing on a weekday or early in the morning on the weekends to avoid the crowds and I love it and I feel motivated and I'm excited um, and that's the initial release of dopamine um, which is anticipation. So basically that feeling of anticipation is the dopamine coming and then the concept is called reward prediction error. So then if, if I go surfing and I have an a awesome session so, so step back for a second. So before I go, I anticipate it and I have an idea in my head about how good it's going to be. So that's my prediction of how good it's going to be. So then if I go surfing and it, it is good or it's awesome and it's as good or better than I expected, then my body releases another um, dose of uh, dopamine and then that's so you get the, hint, the high from the anticipation and then you get another high where you reach your peak f after the actual activity. So the reason you get the second one is because of reward prediction error where your prediction of the reward either meets or exceeds what you thought it was going to be. So the opposite of that is quite often I will go and it'll be too crowded or the conditions weren't as good as I thought they were going to be or I just don't have as good a surf as I thought I was going to be. And then I actually have a, when I get out of the water and I drive home in the van, I actually feel low. Um, and that's the, so the reward prediction error is the difference between your expectations of how good it was going to be and how good it actually was. It's not actually how good it was. It's the difference between your prediction and the actual. So even if it was really good, and on a different day, um, you would have been stoked with it. If it doesn't meet your expectations, then you go down below your baseline. So that's just a really interesting way to um, think about uh, that uh, sort of uh, motivation. And you've probably experienced that sort of thing before, where things didn't not quite as good as you as they turned out, um, and you feel low, even though you still had a good, you still would have had a a good time. Anyway, moving on, I just thought that was interesting. Um, so let's jump into the practical side of this. So tools for life. So how can we leverage this knowledge now that we've got it? So we want to increase our motiv motivation, reduce procrastination, so we really, can really go after those things in life, business that we want. So first thing is uh, tricks to maintain, maintain your baseline level of dopamine. So you've got your peaks and your troughs, and these tips are helping us maintain that baseline because if you the higher your baseline can get the better everything else is going to be the higher your peaks going to be and your lower the higher your troughs going to be as well so if we don't have a solid baseline day to day then nothing else really matters um, and then we're going to cover the cheap and nasty tricks to avoid so they make us feel good in the short term feel like they're working um, but over the long term don't work out and the last thing is some um, tricks that Andrew shared to get us out of procrastination in the moment. So maintaining a higher baseline. I'll just go quickly through these uh, things now. So a crucial aspect of maintaining, of managing dopamine is maintaining a higher baseline level. So achieve this, prioritize self-care practices and implement these practical strategies. 
So these are all things that we all know about, but we don't necessarily relate them to relate them back to motivation and procrastination. We know they're good for general health, but in terms of our motivation, I haven't really thought about these things in this way. So sleep, of course, get heaps of sleep, seven to nine hours, I think is, uh, is a recommendation, but there's lots of different data out there. So it's good for brain health, and you want to have your sleep um, a consistent schedule as well. So, you know, you're getting up around about the same time every morning and going to bed around about the same time because their consistency is important as well. Sleep environment is important, so keeping it cool, dark and quiet. Eat a balanced diet, we all know this. Whole foods, lean proteins, complex carbohydrates, but not too many. Healthy fats, but not too many, obviously. Heaps of information out there about brain health. One, some specific foods for dopamine, uh, tyrosine, uh, Amino is an it's an amino acid, it's a precursor to dopamine. So I think you can get some supplements with that in it. Andrew mentions it in the podcast. Um, so that is present, I think, in things like lean meats, fish, eggs, dairy, um, so some soy products, some grains, and, and nuts. Exercise regularly. We don't need to worry about this. We're all exercising regularly. Um, managing stress. Uh, oh, this can just jump back to exercising really, really, because you can overdo it. You can be exercising too much, and if you're not getting enough uh, rest, that'll, that'll affect your dopamine levels. So make sure you're getting enough rest. Managing stress. So this is typically what most people fall short on. So mindfulness, meditation, deep breathing exercises, yoga, all of these things that we know uh, help to manage stress. Um, so these help our dopamine levels as well. Stay socially connected. Some, this is something that I um, fall down on quite a lot. Spend time with your friends and family. Join social groups. Foster connections and experience positive social interactions. As many as possible in person. So as much as this, you know, it's really easy to feel like you're socialising if you're just doing it online all the time. But it's a whole different level when you're socialising in person. Pursue hobbies and interests, so engage in plenty of activities you enjoy, make time for them. Things like playing musical instruments, you know, creative stuff like painting, gardening, all this sort of stuff, you know. It's, it's good to think of some of these things that are, don't take a lot of effort to get into. So, you know, for example, surfing is really good for me, but... Um, it takes a bit of effort because you have to drive to the beach. So a bunch of other stuff. So like learning an instrument, I've got a guitar in there, but I don't play enough. Something that you can easily just go and do for 10 minutes during the day and it's no big, no big deal. So learning new skills. So tackling complex tasks all the time. Again, learning a musical instrument, learning a new language. All of this stuff requires effort, concentration. It all leads to sense, you know, a sense of accomplishment, and that always helps with your dopamine as well. Uh, and pursue discomfort and challenge yourself. So tolerating minor discomforts, delaying gratification, this all builds mental resilience and can help regulate um, dopamine levels as well. Confronting your fears, for example, if you're scared of speaking in public and that might cause anxiety and discomfort, then... If you go off and talk to a stranger or something or have a small conversation with the barista when you buy your coffee, um, that can really help 
uh, and you know that completing the task itself because um, it's challenging for you uh, can lead to a little dopamine boost and increased confidence. And confidence uh, over time will help your baseline dopamine levels. All right, so maintaining your high baseline dopamine is important to those are the strategies to do it. You'd be better equipped to stay motivated and focused on your tasks day to day, every day. So next, avoid these quick and easy dopamine boosts. So these are the ones that you that feel good in the moment, but actually often make you feel shit uh, a little bit later or, or definitely aren't good for you over time. So they provide a temporary boost, but then will have a detrimental, can have a detrimental effect on your over, overall dopamine levels and mental health in the long run. So remember, we need to be thinking in years, uh, not minutes or days. So alcohol and drugs, obvious one. Um, these things temporarily increase dopamine levels. You know, after you've had your first beer or your first glass of wine, you start feeling pretty good. Um, but of course, and then uh, drugs are the same. And of course, it feels good in the moment, but over time, there's you've got your issues of addiction. You build up a tolerance to them. And then when you build up a tolerance, you don't get the same amount of dopamine from them. So then you need to drink more or take more drugs just to get that same um, level of dopamine. And then, of course, that leads to dependence. So over time, this can actually cause a decrease in your baseline dopamine levels. So alcohol and drugs will call short-term increase in dopamine, long-term decrease in your um, baseline dopamine level. And then you just then you you'll find it really difficult to be really challenging to feel motivated and focused on your everyday tasks. Pornography, I won't go into too much detail here. You get you get yourself a, a quick win of dopamine uh, hit, um, but over time, again like drugs and alcohol, decreases your sensitivity to dopamine, so um, is less effective over time and will actually negatively affect your your motivation your focus and your satisfaction in other areas of your life. Social media is another one. Constantly seeking the validation through likes, comments and shares on social media gives you a, like a quick dopamine um, hit, but it creates this dopamine-driven um, feedback loop that will interfere with your, your healthy dopamine level regulation. So then you'll need to constantly go and see likes and, and shares and comments to keep up your, your dopamine le levels. Junk food, so we all know this processed junk foods, high in sugars and other nasties. Trigger a quick dopamine release, you know, a little piece of chocolate, piece of cake, or whatever. Um, I mean, that's all fine to have that every now and then, but you, what you don't want to do is start relying on those, that junk food to give you your your satisfaction or your dopamine hits in life. So, those are the quick and uh, those are the quick and easy do dopamine boosts to avoid: alcohol and drugs, pornography, social media, junk food. So, they will negatively affect your regulation of overall and your overall mental well-being. So, it's crucial to avoid using relying on those for your motivation. So, instead, we should be focusing on more sustainable practices that uh, promote healthy baseline dopamine that we mentioned earlier and then they'll they'll help you to encourage motivation motivation focus and you'll just be more satisfied 
satisfied in your life. So now the last thing here is, you know, when you, uh, you're in the middle of your day, you've been doing some work and then all of a sudden you don't feel motivated. You, you know, you've got some difficult tasks that you want to do and you feel, and you put them off and you go and do some other things like you might go and tidy the house or you might go and mow the lawns or um, other easy tasks. And we think to ourselves, like we're doing these, well, at least I'm achieving something by doing these easy tasks. But Andrew suggests that the, that's a pretty ineffective way to break your way out of procrastination. And it's actually much more valuable instead to force ourselves into doing um, some small uh, but difficult tasks for a, for a boost of dopamine to get us back to our important jobs. So in the, past, in the podcast, he refers to those things as being painful tasks, but what he really means is that they make us uncomfortable. So engaging in painful, uncomfortable, and effortful activities. So these can help us break the cycle of procrastination and low motivation by stimulating a release of dopamine. So by engaging in these activities that cause you know, discomfort in the short term, they can push your body and mind uh, to adapt. And this will help overcome um, mental barriers and increase motivation uh, in the moment. So if, you, if you're looking at things to do this, they really need to be things that make us recoil or feel really uncomfortable when we think about them. So those are the best things to go after because it's a sign that we know they will be uncomfortable so they, we know they'll be more likely to be effective. So some quick examples that Andrew uses, I've had a few of my own. Cold showers or cold immersion, so that causes significant discomfort, releasing dopamine and pushing you out of that procrastination trough. High-intensity interval training, so a few bursts of intense exercise, followed by brief recovery periods that can challenge your physical limits in the short term, trigger a dopamine release. Social interaction, another quick one is to confront maybe your fear of interacting with strangers or something, smile at a stranger, um, or whatever it is that you find difficult. So if you find those things easy, then those are not the things to go after. Um, and some other things that make you voluntarily in discomfort. So, uh, yeah, just to build up that mental resilience um, will help you regulate your dopamine levels in the short term. So that's it. Create a short list of your own of these. You'll have your own things, painful, uncomfortable, or effortful activities to employ um, when you're feeling unmotivated or procrastinating. So you need these need to be easy, easy to access it would be easy i'll go off somewhere and do this thing and then i'll come back later and do this work or something it needs to be easily accessible so you can quickly get out of your procrastination um, and into your motivation and jump back on the work that needs doing uh, okay so that's mostly it in a nutshell mastering dopamine management is all about finding the right balance keep up with the healthy habits to main your, maintain your good baseline dopamine level Avoid those quick fixes that mess with your ability to regulate dopamine long-term and use challenging activities to break free, break free of procrastination in the moment. So like everything, this is a process. might take some time, um, and I'm really going to try and work on this myself 
Um, and if you try and work on it, I'd love to hear about how, how it goes. So I think with a bit of determination and consistency, we can be more well equipped to tackle our goals, stay motivated in the long run, because that's really what's important. How, how long can you stay motivated through the peaks and troughs of life and business and, and everything? And then um, all of this helps us understand our biology and understanding, of course, can be powerful and uh, helping us overcome obstacles and making uh, meaningful progress progress in life and business. And that's what it's all about. So a big thanks to Andrew Huberman for sharing his insights. Um, so leverage dopamine to overcome procrastination and optimize effort is the name of the episode of the Huberman Lab uh, podcast. So if you haven't already, go and give that a listen. It's packed with value, heaps of uh, valuable information and actually really practical tips for a science-based podcast so uh, it's awesome so let's go and put this newfound knowledge into action now start making some serious progress um happy listening if you listen to the podcast and here's to overcoming procrastination and boosting motivation and i will see you again next week